Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Walsh. And I'm CG Erickson. And today I have amazing returning guest, Kyle Ocasio, is here joining us. Oh. Hey! <laughs> She's Skyping us from Manhattan. We get to see this like beautiful skyscraper behind her right now. It's awesome. I'm so going to pretend this is where I live. I'm now going to do all my Zoom and Skype calls from here and just pretend like this is my house and give a whole different approach to my life. Yes. <laughs> I just want you to tape it for me so I can like put it in my background. I want you to take a little video tape <laughs> and I'm gonna put it in my background. That's what I'm doing. Done. Yeah, it's better than my background. If I was talking to you guys from my apartment, like my my bedroom looks out. Um, it's in Manhattan, but it looks out on into the garbage alley. So yeah. that's my normal view. That's what you get for a rent controlled apartment. But uh, but this is gonna be like my new thing. Yeah. Seriously. You're doing it right. You're doing it right. I'm not going to lie to you. I want to get on your level one day. You can I, try. You can try. <laughs> I've been to Kyle's apartment. It's the same one that you're in, right? Yeah. Same one. It's yeah, pretty awesome for like Manhattan. Yeah. It's, it's a two or three. It's a three bedroom. It's a, yeah. It's a three bedroom. So three bedroom, two bathroom. So when people from New York come over, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> But then, like, my family from Ohio or my sister will come and she'll be like, how do you live like this? Uh, you know, like, they have, like, grass and normal backyard. But, you know, I've always been tempted to maybe do, like, a, I, I thought about once or twice, like, a bigger space or moving out of the city. But it's like, I can't. I love being, Central Park is my backyard. Like, I love that. So, I'll keep it. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> no, it's worth being in the city. I think so. I mean, for, for, I guess, well, the last year, I was going to say for what we do, but everything's been shut down. So you can do whatever you want from anywhere, which is, you know, which is really nice. I know a lot of comics that have moved out of the city, um, but we'll see things come back. Yeah. How, how's comedy been for you with COVID? Have you been getting on the stage at all? Have you been doing more social media video stuff? Like what have you been? What yeah, I, um, I just got on TikTok for the comments because it's really nice to have millennials um, tell you you don't know. Somebody just, somebody text uh, did, I remember you telling me, Kate, like how obnoxious some of these comments can be. Somebody wrote, you literally reposted another TikTok video. And I wanted to write back like, fuck you, asshole, who's 15, you know? But um, so yeah, I've been doing, um, in terms of shows, I did a show two weeks ago. It was like a socially distant um, everybody had masks. Sometimes you could hear them laugh and that was helpful, but it's really discouraging when you, you know, you know, the rhythm of your set and you know where your laughs are supposed to land. And like, I can't hear it. And I think I see eyes like smiling over the masks, but I'm like, this isn't great. Like, I don't think I can get used to that, but, but I do, I, I'm really shocked. Like when the pandemic first happened and we realized that we're definitely not essential workers, <laughs> I was like, this will be a nice break. You know, this will, I'll focus on other stuff. And then like a couple months ago, I was like, I really actually miss being on stage. So. I think as uh, spring and summer hit, like the stages are going to open up a lot more. I know mm -hmm. around here, there's a comedy club that has a heated tent, which I know they've been still having shows in the winter, but I'll, I don't know. I did one, how many, I did one, I think outside show with COVID. It was cool. 
but I, I'm looking forward to get on, getting on the stage and hopefully recording yeah. a comedy album a year later. Than I it was can't wait to. for that. Yeah. Yeah. But you just started a new podcast. I so did. I forgot on. about that. Thanks. For yeah, she just started a brand new podcast called Shut Up Mommy's Talking. Yes. Karen Burgreen. Mm -hmm. I, um, yeah. I mean, I, so you're right. Like what creative things can we do when we can't be on stage? And I, I saw Karen actually over the summer, um, there were some of those park shows. So I did a bunch of park shows in the summer and her and I started talking and I was like, yeah, we're just not working as much. And everyone has a podcast. It's not like the world needs another one, but she said, well, maybe we can be really specific and just have fun and just see what happens. And so we've done, I think you are our, you are our eighth episode, Kate, and we have, um, we have, we just, we recorded two more. So, so far it's really cathartic. Like, I don't know if that's how you guys feel about yours. It's like, even if, you know, if, if one person listens and they like it, great. Um, but it's really good for us. It's almost like therapy, you know, and, and we talk about it. It's called shut up. Mommy's talking. So a lot of it is obviously mom based and all the people that we've had are moms in the entertainment field, whether they're actors or comedians. Um, but it's just been really great because you know you're not alone when you're stressing out in this crazy climate. So it's been great for us. Aw, yeah, thanks for having me on. I, uh, they titled my episode, Ass Eating Demon. And that's why I didn't promote it quite as much. Because <laughs> like, I didn't want it to come off as like, that's me. Like That's what I was thinking, definitely. What'd you say, Siege? That's definitely what I was He said saying. you are an ass-eating demon. That's what I'm he just, said. He I'm not an ass-eating demon. That's the word I on the street. No, what? no, just kidding. I what? think that came up because we were talking about, like, healing. It was actually a really nice uh, attempt at, an, at a conversation. Like, Kate was talking about healing. And Karen said that she went to some someone who was maybe probably not, like, legit. And she was like... Uh, Karen had back pain and the, and the woman told her that it was a demon in her back. And so we just kind of we were like, yeah, so the demon's like right by your ass. It's an ass eating demon. There we go. That's the title. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you're like, that's, oh, you're psychotic. That's, that's really what the lady told her though, huh? <laughs> she said it was a demon. Yeah, that's why she had back pain. Okay. Right. Did you agree that it, it was a demon Me? as a healer? Yeah. I don't know because I don't I know some healers who do feel that way, like that entities can get stuck in you. I don't know if it's like that or if healing or our inner demons work differently. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna say that's crazy, but it's not exactly how I operate with my healings. You know, I'm not like, let me get this demon out of your ass crack. <laughs> Would you say, Kyle? I said, that's how like a chiropractor will talk. I'll be like, you know what? There is a demon right here in your lower <laughs> lumbar. <laughs> I would I love that. A chiropractor like that. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have mind to mind body uh, connections. So a lot of times like in reflexology, which I recently got like the real deal all these places in your feet correspond to different parts in your body. And so the woman was like, right, like on the outside of my foot. And I was like, ow, like that really hurts. And she's like, that's your pancreas. And I'm like, yes, because I love sugar. And so it's like, it was like painful. 
And it was like, I wish I could afford to do it all the time because it is really, really, it's very interesting, like science. It is like mind body stuff. I love Eastern. Imagine if there was a G spot in your foot. (laughs) And I start coming. She's like, reflexology session. (laughs) Well, men have that little button right inside their butt. So like, might have a button somewhere that's easier to find than the normal one. It is rather (laughs) inconvenient, isn't it? Like. And it's like, I'm not going to, like, of course I want to make my boyfriend happy, but do I want to go shoving my hand up his ass? No. You don't. But I don't know. Exactly. Guys like that. I've heard. I don't know. You can tell me, but. <laughs> no, I just wanted to set the record straight from Kyle's podcast. I am not an ass-eating demon. You're not the ass-eating no. I am not. <laughs> all right. Not at all. <laughs> I have many other things, but I'm not an ass-eating demon. So I, I thought love this it. easily could have been you. That that easily could have been that song about <laughs> you, but it's not. It's good. I'm, I didn't I'm, want because, like, first of all, the name, the titles of my podcast episodes are fucking nuts. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, and maybe I should think more, but I do. Like, when I have a guest on who's not a comedian, but they're funny as hell, but they have like more of a normal life, I try to not title it something like "Ass Eating Demon" because they. <laughs> They might not want even like their boss to see it, you know what I mean? But normally <clears throat> it takes a lot. I want your mom to see this, Kate. I'm gonna <laughs> send her. I'm sending her a link. You can. But see, the, the problem is my mom would see something like that and be like, I knew she's an ass eating demon. <laughs> uh, the doctor. I know I knew this. I knew it. Like she would see something like that. And be like, she needs so help. Funny. She needs help. Like <laughs> So I, I'm normally not very shy with it, but I was like, people are going to get depression because I can be freaky, but I'm not, that's not my thing. Like I will, I'll put a disclaimer. I'll be like, this is not Kate. This is not, she's I've not the ass eating demon. I've done it to appease <laughs> ex-boyfriends. It wasn't my, it wasn't like, oh, let me order this from the menu. Use them? Yeah. Like, like, like you did something wrong. Like you did something wrong. You came home past curfew and they're like, guess what? Time to pay up, girl. Is that kind of thing? Because that, that's fucked up a little bit. No, no. Oh, no, all right. No, it was more like they would let it be known. Some of my ex-girlfriends did that, and I really liked it. And then you're like, okay, well, now I'm the girlfriend who's no fun. Like, I'm, you know, like, so you feel <laughs> obligated to, like, try this thing. And, you know, when you care about a person, I got into it as much as I could you know, like I was like, Mama, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this right. You know what I mean? Shit. You're committed. I like it. <laughs> I'm a professional now. Um, but when like, you said appease, I was thinking like when a guy misses an anniversary and he he brings flowers. Like you, I was wondering how you fucked up that you had to do that. <laughs> but you, no, no, no. I was just trying to like, and I think women do this i'd be curious cg if you think men do this but women try to appease their man sexually or we don't feel good enough i i think kyle you would feel that way right it's like i've dated people where they're into things that are not my thing at all but i felt pressure yeah try to meet them there or i wasn't fun enough loose enough you know what i mean like yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That ha- that happens a lot. But I think like as you get old, like I don't care now. Like I'm just like and luckily like my boyfriend is also like same age range, like not looking for any kind of like, you know, threesome with a girl with one leg or something like that. Like it's it's nice and it's nice and normal. You know, we're both like on the same page. So that's good. 
Mm -hmm. Save that for the girls on TikTok, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the ones that tell us we're old, those bitches. <laughs> there are some TikTok videos that pop up when I go in there of like, yeah, ro almost robot looking young girls, like sexy ro robot girls. Yeah. And they're just like looking in the camera <laughs> real weird. And they'll be like, doing these weird yeah. moves that so uncomfortable immediately. And I yeah. try to get off it's of it. But I'm like, what is she? Like, I can't tell if it's supposed to be sexy, funny. I don't even think they know. But um, yeah. there are some really good TikTok TikTokers out there. Don't get me wrong. But there's some, uh, yeah. There's some weird stuff. Yeah. And there's also like the, the makeup aspect. I have a friend who's a makeup artist. And he told me that um, makeup is changing. That like there's the Instagram makeup where these like, these eyebrows are like, so painted everything is like so perfect and painted and like that you it's almost like it doesn't look natural anymore you know i don't know whatever <laughs> freaks me out yeah freaks me out yeah cg opinions on the instagram makeup i you didn't know, know that was a thing your eyebrows look great by the way for a guy oh my gosh yeah thanks nice. <laughs> it's real bushy they're Do girls come up to you bushy. and they're just like, look at those eyebrows. They're like, look at those bushy motherfuckers. Hate <laughs> you. And they're like, I'm an ass-eating demon. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, who is not me? <laughs> they don't, they never have come up to me and said that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Kyle, you're the first to compliment him. I have told him he's got great eyebrows, but you're the first where he's they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my light, I think I have this podcast light that just <laughs> makes you look gorgeous. If I, if I turned it off for a second, you'd see the monster, but I'm not going <laughs> to. He's so, okay. I'm, now I'm going to be annoying because you had to go so self-deprecating. Like you asked for this CG. So I'm sorry. <laughs> the man's gorgeous. He used to be a fucking model. He's a chiseled motherfucker. I mean. Stop it. With some self-hate issues. So yeah, well, don't all the light. He thinks it's all the light. I'm like, it's not. I've seen it without the, the fucking lighting light. helps, baby. <laughs> it goes a long way. I purchased yeah, Kyle, if you had if you had like a professional light and that background, like yeah, too elite to talk to us. Right? Oh my, I think so. I'd be like on the cover of something. I don't know. <laughs> Most definitely. Let me get a. There's yeah. a lamp here. I'll just. Well, no, there's like some sinus There's lamp. Like yes, yes. <laughs> If that's not a picture, I mean, that was dope. <laughs> oh, my okay. gosh. So we went a little off the rails with what I don't even know if we could call that a topic, but no, we... no. By the way, if I didn't use tweezers, this would be just one eyebrow, just one Same. extremely thick eyebrow. Same. I had that. They called me inflated eyebrow girl when I was in second grade, and that was the first time I had to punch a bitch. And I, they also told me that I looked like Bert from Sesame Street. Traumatizing. That was that is my childhood trauma. That, and so when I was in, I think I was babysitting in, in like seventh grade, and the mom of the kid I babysat said, "Come here, sweetie. Come here, sit down." <laughs> and she goes, "I'm gonna do this for you." And it, she changed my life. She changed my life. And ever since then, I've been tweezing since the seventh grade. So I. That's feel when your I pain. started. That's when I started. I feel your pain. My yes. my my thing started started sprouting in the seventh grade. Yeah. My friends were like, yo, bro, you can't have that. <laughs> you can't have that shit. Yeah. Like they knew already in seventh grade you couldn't have that shit. 
They're like, not, no, people don't, people don't like, I mean, Frida did it nice, I guess, because she was like artsy and this and that, and it was 1920 and they didn't have, you know, I guess they didn't have like, they didn't have threading salons. Yeah. <laughs> but the expectations now, but yeah, I, um, that is my thing. Like I, and, and luckily the more you tweet these, the less it goes back. So I barely have it anymore because I've been yanking it out for 35 years. See, cause they used to say that that was not the case, that it grows back, you know, much faster afterwards. But I found the same thing. Yeah. Not barely there anymore. Maybe for shaving it grows great. back. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we were in the same class. Where'd you grow up? Um, Upper Dublin. Okay. In Where's Pennsylvania, that? it's yeah. Oh, no, it sounds fun. It's it's not that fun. Just um, kidding. It sounds terrible. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know what I want to do though. This is what I want to do. I want to grow our unibrows if we can. No, it's going to we'll be a thirty-day challenge. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be a rough couple of months while we're growing it. All right, people, we're going to be social outcasts. But afterwards, when we do a sketch or something, it's going to be well worth it. We'll find out who our real friends are. The There's ones who stick like, around for nice eyebrows or the ones who love us for exactly. us. Exactly. They're going to be like, yo, those fake unibrows were the shit. <laughs> and uh, we're like, thanks, man. Thanks a lot. They're like, they're so bushy. It was like, perfect. Like, did you get a that? <laughs> I'm all for a unibrow commercial that we could all do, Ooh. but you, no, no one, you can't grow out a full two months growing out a full. <laughs> yeah, I'm not it's not sure it's the not time cute. it would take because like, like Kyle said, you know, it doesn't grow very easily anymore. It might take it. It might take six months. Yeah. That's even worse. You could get a fake, you know, they have those fake mustaches, cut it, put it right here and you could do a sketch having one unibrow. And pretend she, she makes it easy. She makes everything sound simple and easy. Kate, listen, we're not doing no half-ass fake unibrow sketch, okay? <laughs> we're real actors and actresses. We're going right. to do this right. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna, I want to learn how it's like to live in society like that for a little while. <laughs> so I know what it feels like so I can really become that person. Fine. And then do the sketch. Okay. So I mean, we'll suffer for And I continue eyes. to pluck my eyebrows. <laughs> Kyle, you, yeah, you might lose a few clients, Kyle, but like besides that, <laughs> solid because we got it made after that sketch. That's right. Let's do uh, it. Yes. No, I said we will suffer for our art. Oh, yes. <laughs> Haven't we already suffered? I feel like I know. 13 years in comedy. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get. Okay. So, so I have a bunch of things written down but we have to get to the oprah interview because both yes. accept with it cg hasn't seen it hasn't really heard anything about it i'll kind of briefly describe it and kyle you take it from there even so basically oprah who i just think is freaking amazing and she she's wants the tops. To get, she's the tops and mm -hmm. she really for the most part i think takes stories or people or voices that need to be heard and like they can come to her like they took down leaving neverland off of hbo but like that she supported when people when it came out against michael jackson and stuff do you know what i'm yeah. saying like she, yeah she's a big supporter of like going against the system she even did that with like beef and and all of that mm -hmm. she got sued by the beef industry so i i i fucks with oprah okay <laughs> so 
her then having on Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. So they left the royal family. Are you aware of this, CG? I knew this part, yes. Okay. They moved to Canada or something. Yes. And we we all kind of knew, at least those I think who were like in tune, we knew that they were kind of getting bullied by the royal family, which is in a sense what you expect. It's this very um, conformative, uppity, church-going mentality, right? Well, so. what Megan said was that it's an actual, it's an institution. She kept referring to it as the firm, as the institute, which makes it sound more sinister because it's, she did not call them the royal family. She's like this institution. Um, and, and then you kind of, when you hear her story, it's, it's mind boggling how, you know, initially you might say, how can someone who's a princess feel trapped? No, you can. And I think Harry's more sensitive because he saw what happened to his mother and it started happening to his wife and his whole family, they, they seem like kind of pieces of shit, you know? I mean, the queen, the only one that didn't come off terrible was the queen herself. Um, but like she's, I think she knows Charles, her son, is kind of a dick. So she's never going to die. Like that's why she's like 135 and still going to be queen because she is not trying to pass that to him. I was about but to anyways, ask how old she was. Yeah, she's 322. I don't know. But it's, it's an, but anyways, okay. Like that was, yeah, that's what she said. She said it was an institution and it's like, you can't get help. Like you can go to them and all the senior people, it's like, no, you're and and Diana did an interview, you know, in the, in the mid nineties where she said she didn't go as deep as Megan did, but she said, I can't do anything because the men in gray suits block me. And it was like, that was very cryptic. And Megan just broke open what that is. Yeah. She shared a lot of details. Um, one of the details that stuck with me is that when she was pregnant um, with her with their first child, she was having suicidal thoughts, maybe a mixture, some hormones, and then really being in this structure where she didn't feel free. And they were making comments about her baby's skin tone and they wouldn't offer her child a title or secure. Yeah. Like there was, so she was feeling suicidal and having like a real battle with it and Kate went to them. Like, I'm not doing well. I'm feel and they really just did nothing and basically shut her up. And one of my favorite quotes from the Oprah thing is, um, cause you could tell Megan felt ashamed that she had stayed quiet about it. Like she almost felt like, I can't believe they shushed me for that long. And Oprah was like, were you silent or were you silenced? And I was like, Oprah, again. <laughs> that was so deep. Yeah. I yeah, like it's that. Because Megan was feeling guilty. You know, like I try to fight for women. She was, she's been kind of like an outspoken activist, even like as a child. She, she's just someone who likes to speak up. So I guess she felt like, oh my gosh, am I conforming by not, you know? So I love that Oprah came in with that statement. And I, I felt it. Yeah. No, I, I had a lot of empathy for her. Like, I didn't go in knowing a ton about the royal family. I, I knew it was always cool that she was an American and she was in the family. So we as a society took a tiny bit more interest than we probably normally would have. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just it's sad to see someone in such a high position who looks like they have it all. It's like mental health and, you know, is the situation what drove her to this? Yeah. 
you know, it, it didn't seem like she had any mental health issues prior to this, but you know, environments can make you crazy. They can make you nuts. You oh, know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in one. <laughs> I'm it's good. It's like, and, and it's, it's your living environment. It's who you talk to, who you're connected to, but, um, I'm very sensitive. <laughs> So when I'm in a living environment where there's like lots of noises or just a frustrated person, I can feel it and it puts me mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not at ease. So I can't imagine her and being pregnant when you're in an extra sensitive maternal mode, her feeling unsafe where she's living and the people she's around. I'm glad. And I think it's pretty boss of Prince Harry, who was oh, raised yeah. family to like have her back and be like, yeah, we're not taking this bullshit and like go to Canada. I think... Like I'm proud of them as a couple too. So yeah. And he's more like his mom. Like I think his mom was, I mean, she did all this humanitarian work and like, um, she was so into charities and, and giving back and he's the same, you know? And I think that he sees this happening to Megan and he's like, I don't want this again. You know, was so sad. You remember the funeral? And he was just like, he was so young. He was what? 10 or 11. It was like the saddest shit ever, you know? So yeah, so let's bring it down. I'm glad I was able to uh, make this a fun thing. All right, I did it. I did it too. We'll pick it up now. See if you have questions though. But I'm just, that's basically it. I'm just really proud that they like kind of spoke up against such a big, like that must be so frightening to do that, you know? And I think it's pretty cool that they. Well, there was no other, she said there was no other option but to leave because they weren't going to get the help. They weren't going to get the help at all. Um, and I think it was Harry who said, he, he said that he had disturbing conversations. Like one of somebody in the Royal family asked about the baby's color. Like what if the, what if the baby's like too dark? He wouldn't say who said it. And it's, it's hilarious. Cause you know, it was probably that bitch Camilla or <laughs> maybe Camilla said it to Charles and then Charles said it to William. I don't know, but it's, they're all shady. And even Kate, I'm sorry. No. Kate, I'm not with you. Not you, Kate. Love you, Kate. Other yeah, Kate. Because I'm, I'm very different from that Kate. <laughs> that Kate would not put out a video called Lady Again. That <laughs> maybe if she did, like, she'd be oh, more fun. Yeah, that she she has conformed. That's what it looks like. She's very proper. She drinks tea with her pinky up. She yeah. never farts, no burps, no ever, you know what I mean? She doesn't even poop a pee, you know, like she's, she seems like that. And that to me, when someone seems too Stepford wifey, I get like so creeped. Yeah. And you know that like, is it a coincidence that the nice brother is the good looking one and the bad brother has no hair? Is that a coincidence? Or is that Diana saying, I'm going to control shit up here until you get it together. You're going to, you're going to look like your inbred father. Yo, that was some other level shit. Yeah, but sorry. I don't know where that came from, too. I have no idea. It scared me a little bit. Like, to the other side and dissed them. Well, they're talking. You know that you know the, they're, the queen, they're, uh, they're related somehow. Like Queen, whatever, Queen Elizabeth and Philip. Like, they're somehow, like, to keep the royal. Yeah. No hmm. joke. Oh, I mean, distant, really? but. Yeah, look at it. It's like, it's pretty distant, but I, but, but yeah. Because, you know, it's I like know. that game of. It's that, uh, it's that Game of Thrones stuff. Sorry. I mean, it kind of scares me to talk about these people because I feel like they can assassinate people. (laughs) Like, I feel like they could assassinate Meghan and Harry 
because Meghan and Harry moved to Canada. That's what I'm waiting for. Now that you told me the story, I'm not saying I want it to happen. I'm just saying I don't really know them. And if they got assassinated, I wouldn't be like, that's so sad. I'd be like, oh, shit. I'd be like, sad. Then I'd, I'd be, be like, sad. I'd be so sad. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be a little, I guess I'd be sad a little. Well, that was part of what she was saying was that they took away their protection. And it's not like she's this diva, like, I need bodyguards. It's like... I, People want to kill, and she even said, like, take it away from me and my son, but my husband, like, people, he gets death threats, you know, and, and horrible stuff. Um, but I think he, I think he did the right thing, and I think it's really commendable, and it's like, I saw somebody on Twitter, I, I can't remember who wrote it, it was really funny. Somebody said, like, I love how Oprah woke up one day and was like, I'm going to take down the British monarchy, <laughs> because that's essentially, I think we're all looking at it really differently. Yeah, and same with our government all over. Here, worldwide, I think a lot of people are looking at structures that are suppressive um, because we all suffer from that. We're all connected. So even the people who are at the top are being um, conforming and losing your truest self sucks for anyone, even if Absolutely. you think successful from it you're some billionaire you know what i mean if it comes at the expense of overpowering and hurting and draining others it's not a real thriving unit so i think people in general all over are just getting ready to try to shift things and i think the way that they're going about it prince harry oprah Meghan markle is so graceful to just speak up they weren't slandering anyone they did mention that she was like, it was a little insulting that they like wouldn't do anything for me, but they were covering to protect Prince Andrew because he was linked to Epstein's island. Oh my God, that like, is crazy. Shit like that needs to end where they're like covering for the- the For the pedophile, yeah. Years, but they're like, oh no, this this woman's not white or we don't want anything to do with her. It's like that that shit needs to be taken down everywhere so i'm yeah. glad i love seeing people taking a stand and doing it gracefully i was yeah. really and i and i think someone in her position you know she's a good role model for people that that are stuck for women that are stuck in like whether it's domestic violence or whatever you know it doesn't have to be that extreme but to be like when there's no way out there's the most extreme way out and and she took it and i think it's inspiring you know hell yeah i'm so, inspired I'm inspired right now. <laughs> I'll try to pick. Okay, we're moving on to hopefully a little more of an update. No, no, that's a, that's a good topic. I just okay, so what else do you want to talk thing. about? Nine eleven? Anything else uplifting? <laughs> I should have watched the thing that you guys watched. That's that's what should have. I think you'll like it. I I know that I'm not big on like these like interviews. This one I saw. Like everybody I know is watching it, and it was really it was really great. I think you would like it. Yes. People are so thirsty for honesty. And, but I, like I said, through grace, they weren't angry. They weren't like, I don't know if you, you guys saw the R. Kelly interview that like blew himself up. Like he wrapped <laughs> himself in the interview. He's like, Gail, what you talking about? Or like, like, that or was like when, refreshing. Yeah. like when, when Whitney, when people get defensive, like remember the Diane Sawyer when she accused Whitney Houston, who I love, but she accused her of smoking crack. Whitney Houston was like, I don't smoke crack. I got money. Okay. Yeah. I don't smoke crack is whack. Like that's like, you go right down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we live for moments that are real. Right. And like, 
yeah, in the interview, you're like, oh shit, these people have had enough, you know? And like, you can see, you can read in Prince Harry's energy. He's still a bit nervous. Like I feel for him. He's like, cause he grew up in this family. Like he's like, oh shit. And she's kind of like, you can tell she's had enough, but she's proud. Cause she's like also protecting her son and she's pregnant with her second. So you can tell she's got this motherly, like you are not, my kids are not going to be in that system. You're not yeah. going to me and my family. And like, and she's this like gorgeous goddess of a woman. All right. I said, we move on to another topic, okay. <laughs> but we wait, love her. Wait, wait, I do want to ask this one thing. So when they quit the Royal family, they now get like a million dollars a year or did I hear or like $10 million a year or something? I think they're cut off completely. Like that's what he said. He's surviving on the money that his mom left him. And I guess oh, she's doing, like, they're doing like something for Netflix or. How much, how much was the money that his mom left him? Okay. Oh, does she still act? Does. I, Megan, I don't know. I know that like she hit criticism for, I think, are they doing something with Netflix or she's doing something, um, but they don't want to take money from the family anymore. No, they they, take money. I, I, I don't want to say shouldn't, they should take, they should be getting money from the family. But um, at the same time, she's always been very talented and loves the camera. Like she just, she's good in front of it. Mm -hmm. Harry is yeah. too. You can tell Harry's got a sense of humor that he's had to like, you know, hide as well. So I'm not, I know they're in talks with Netflix or something. I hope it shows who they are. I don't, yeah, I would love to see more of their real personalities. And yeah. I, like some people are like, ah, she just wanted to be in the limelight. That's why she married. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, everyone I mean, even if she did, like what has happened to her was never in her plans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, and Kyle, only share as much as you feel like, but how's divorce life? <laughs> oh, it's good. It's it's better than being married and wanting to kill the person sitting next to you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's um, it's so there's positives and negatives, like everything. He moved. So my ex and I had been uh, living together but he had been sleeping on the couch for two years. So it was sort of, we had come to an agreement like, look, this isn't working. You know, I had wanted him to move out. He couldn't yet. I said, okay, you can, you know, sleep on the couch. Um, and then we told the kids and they were like, yeah, we knew. Like it was, we sat down and like had this big, like, we have to talk to you about something. And they were like, are you getting divorced? And I'm like, it, it was funny, but it was also like, oh, I haven't been modeling the best, you know, relationship for them. Um, so now everything's cool. So he, my ex moved, um, to Florida and my son also coincidentally moved to Florida too. So it worked out and he's, he's 18. So he's going to, to college there. Um, so I'm on my own with my other two kids, which is a little bit challenging. Um, because, you know, even when he, when he was here and he had moved out, he was still like across the park and could help and could take like my younger son to baseball or could, so it's just a little, a tiny bit more stress on me that I have to kind of like right now do everything. Um, although they're going to go visit him for spring break. So they get to fly down there and then I get like a week to myself. So that's nice. But, but yeah, it's, I mean, I have been complaining to you, Kate, for since I met you about how unhappy I was. And I was so 
like afraid to take that step. And then once I took it, I'm like, why didn't I do this so long ago? You know, for his sake too. Like he's not like, we're, we get along, we're fine. He's not like a horrible person or anything, but like, it's just, we, we both just sat in misery for so many years when it's like, it didn't have to be like that. And I think people do that for the kids and it's like not good, you know? But yeah, I'm happy, so yay. <laughs> well, you get your own spring break pretty soon. Yes, I'm so excited. And it's it's funny because I have a boyfriend and he's like, oh, I'll come over. And I'm like, well, you can come over some some of the time. Like I do. Like I still want some space. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, if I was you, I'd be shooting some like bikini videos, spring break, you know, like doing some of that. Like you got to get a little crazy. <laughs> With that, should I grab the unibrow when I shoot the bikini video? <laughs> You should put some fake hair coming out of the, the bikini too and just like really, really do the damn thing. Well, CG, as CG's been playing with his uh, green screen, I don't want to say playing with like it's not serious, but he's been like learning green screen. It's not and serious. I've been playing with it. They're pretty bomb videos. So I awesome. have to see them. I'm, I'm so excited. He's going to be putting some more out soon. He's He's been like learning iMovie and all the editing stuff. But now that he's opening my eyes to green screen world. It's like, especially like Kyle, we could create stuff all together. Like, because he, CG will have the green screen. Then all of a sudden he's in the tropics. He's in the Northern Ooh. lights. You know what I mean? I like, like, I was like, why didn't I ever really think of fully doing this? Because um, I have some ideas, but I won't give them away on this podcast. But we'll talk. Um, but I like, have a question for like, you guys. Um, oh, sorry. How how did you guys meet, by the way? How do you know each other? CG, I'll let you answer. No, that's a girl question to answer. You you answer that question. A girl question. Girl question this answer. is a gender fluid question. I guess so. I guess so. When did we meet? How? How? Same school. Oh. Middle school. Kids. That's so cute. But I we've certainly it. not been. Yeah, we yeah we haven't been like dating since seventh grade. Obviously, yeah. we're not. You're <laughs> like it's not 1920. Like when our grandparents <laughs> met at like 11 and had four kids by 17. <laughs> yeah, since seventh grade, we've just had a very open, very open relationship over That's the years. That's so cute. So you knew him when he had the fucked up eyebrow. Oh my gosh. I don't remember him having <laughs> he was always so so handsome. So even though he I was caught it before boyfriend. many people saw it. I caught <laughs> it early. Before many people bear witness to it. And then, you know, some of my friends had to do it too. And we kept it a secret between each other. Because men don't do that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, men grooming secrets. Oh yeah. my gosh. A few of us got unibrows around the same time. And we're like, bro, what do you do about this? And then we figured out tweezers. Some some people tried to shave it, and they shaved a large portion of their yeah, eyebrows that's off. No along good. With it. Um, so we made some mistakes, and then uh, we solved some. We eventually solved some problems. <laughs> I feel pretty good about how it came out. Good. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. I'm loving it. Um, okay. So all right. So you guys met. When you were little okay, kids. So we, were, we were like besties in middle school. 
he went to a private uh, Christian school. Oh, Scandinavian. Yeah, he was just so <laughs> better. And then, um, and then, yeah, we just kind of lost touch till like I guess over a year ago we reconnected, and uh, I I fell in love pretty like. Aww. Yeah, but like in a not cool way. Like I really, <laughs> looking back, <laughs> I should have played it. Way no, but Kate, Kate's crazy honest. Like she'll you you've never been a game player since I've known. Like if you like anyone, whether in any capacity, it's just like, hey, what's up? Like, and I love that. Mm. Like, there's no bullshit. It's great. Yeah. She's like, I'm about to hit that. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. Are you talking to me? I'm about to hit those skins. Like, holy shit, where'd this lady come from? Yeah, I, uh, oh, it is brutally honest slap <laughs> you in the face honest it's but that's good we need that we all need a friend like that like i need that in my life yeah but i did it i did it to siege in a way where it was like you and he's taught me a lot in over a year but like you can be <laughs> honest but like keep some things guarded and protected and not like spew truth so like i've learned a lot <laughs> You don't want yeah. to projectile vomit the, the truth. What it's you like say? good to say the, the truth, but you don't want to like, you know, exude just you are you are the beacon of truth. Like, it, you know, it can there's some there's some downsides to that sometimes. Gotta I like it. Though. There's a it's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah. I'm learning because, yes, when when we reconnected, I kind of poured my heart out in the hardest way. <laughs> yeah, like it's like did I know the first phone conversation we had that I was definitely going to hit that? Yes. Positive. In the first in the first 4 minutes? Definitely. You're like I got this unlocked. <laughs> I was like, "Hi." I was like, well, at least there's no question I'm going to hit this after <laughs> no. the first 4 minutes of this conversation. That's a, that's always nice. That's always a plus. That's um, funny. That's what my my boyfriend said the same thing. Like I, he invited me over for like game night with a bunch of his friends. I'm like, what is this? Like eighth grade? Like what am I? You know. So I went over and there's all these people there, and I think I was just getting like I want these people to leave. So I sent him a text. I'm like, are you? When are you going to flirt with me? Like get these people out. I sent him that text, and nice. he's he's like, that's when he knew he's like I was. He's like I knew this was going to be easy. Uh, uh. <laughs> It's like we're grown ass women. We don't have time for this shit. You know? I got a babysitter that's, that's on the clock. Awesome. I don't, it's gonna cost me money to wait to have sex with you. Okay? I got somebody on the clock. She's 17. I gotta get her home in a cab. Okay, if it's past midnight. So let's do that. Right, right. Dude, that's awesome that you helped out like that. <laughs> gotta hang out with the guys and start looking cool, you know, look all cool and maybe bring your hors d'oeuvres and champagne and stuff like that. Maybe see, you know, test the waters, but you're like, testing the waters is over, bucko. <laughs> I like that. You got the, te the text. Oh. And, and you come get, come get this. Yes, you ba basically, basically. But you yeah. knew Keith too, right? Like you knew him before this. So I, I knew him on a surface level. Like I had done oh, okay. a show like years and years before and, uh, no connection, never thought, you know, I tell him that people, somebody says, was it love at first sight? I'm like, no, I did a show and I was like, <laughs> I 
but then years later, it just kind of, you know, but so I didn't know him like intimately. I just knew him from the show. Okay. So you, but you know, you're like, you're, you're hitting this, get the people out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was like, I mean, he might've been like, yo, I've been working on this chick for four and a half years, dude. She finally <laughs> came to game night, sends me a text, like, let's fucking do this. He's like, game night. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, you know how they always say it's, it's not just like um, chemistry or connection. It's also timing with people. And I think we lucked out because we found that we had, he's so funny and like, I, I, he just makes me laugh so much. And he just also was recently divorced. Like he'd been divorced a little bit longer than I had at that point, but see, it was like perfect timing. We were both like in the same mindset in the same place, you know, and it just really kind of like worked out. Whereas, you know, had I, you know, the several years before that, it would have, we, we were both married, you know, so. Dude, both divorced at game nights, a sure thing. <laughs> if you bump into somebody like that, you got you yeah. know, you're like oh you you just got divorced too <laughs> my god look who's getting lucky tonight um no that's great that's great i love it yeah I love how that went down. um Dude, game night sounds like the shit i wish my friends had game night it was it was kind of fun and they do it more often now and now I'm like I, I don't he plays a lot of poker. Um I'm terrible. Like I don't have the brain or patience capacity to sit and figure that out. But like when I did the Borgata, he came and spent the week there with me and he lost so much money. He was just down there playing blackjack and poker and this and that. But um but we do a lot of um like the online games and he's he's a big kid. He's a he's like you know, my son, it's, I always tell people, I know it's such a generalization, but men are kind of like, you know, if you have a son and it, you realize that it's just different variations of the same stuff, like he's got a virtual reality headset and he loves it more than anything in his home. And he brings it over. And my son, like, will text him, if you're coming over, can you bring the VR headset? And like, that's mm -hmm. there. It, one is 13 and one is 45. And it's the same level of joy. Dude, he sounds like the man to me. I don't care. It is kind of fun. Those virtual reality. Have you guys used those? No. There's oh, one where you walk out onto a plank and you're on like the Empire State Building and you know that you're in your living room, right? But you see that like if you step off the plank, you're gonna, it's, it's crazy terrifying and I can't do it. I cannot get off the plank. Because it's like, I'm going to fall, but I'm oh. in my house, so I'm not really going to fall. Oh, you just step, you just have to you, step. You step to like another step plane. You your carpet still. Yes, it's crazy. Oh, shit. I got, I got like anxiety a little bit. I started to feel claustrophobic. I'm like, get this off of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have a breakdown like that too. That sounds scary. Yeah, best. I was like, I need a Klonopin. Stop. <laughs> yeah. But that is an awesome story. I had no idea it was like that. Like, that's an so awesome party trip. Thing right you there. would love it and apparently they're like not as expensive as you think i guess i, I that's what they said but um yeah <laughs> they Dude. like it shane has one and i i guess like a, over a year ago he had me put it on and it was a roller coastery one but my legs almost gave out like yeah I, probably it, it is crazy like you know you're standing in a living room but it definitely, like, I got wobbly and I did the same thing. I was like, get this off of me. Freaking yeah. me out. Like, Dude, I felt you, Like, your vision is linked to, like, your your balance, like, and your, your, 
your yes. stuff and all that. So if you're if your vision's taking in these things, it thinks we need to react to this shit. Like my body, my reflexes need to mm -hmm. react and stabilize. So your body is gonna want to do want to do that and follow it. Like, um, yeah, dude, I'm getting wild. <laughs> it's fun. It's really fun, especially during COVID. Like, you know, we have to, we can't go out as much. It's like it makes you feel like you're doing something. So, mm -hmm. um, well, Kyle knows a lot about the body in general because you're also a trainer. That's yes. one of the things. Yeah. So, can you give us and our listeners any basic tips on how to stay in shape? Because you're yeah. still. I mean, we all are in really good shape. My tips, though would be probably different. We can all give give tips if we want fitness tips, but let's start with yeah. the professional. Well, I think, you know, first of all, during COVID, I know it's a, it's a challenge for people to stay in shape. So what I've been doing sometimes is um, I do, my, I have virtual training sessions and for the people that I've known, I already know what their bodies are like. I know how to correct them. Um, we can have a pretty efficient workout. So if someone has a trainer, do virtual sessions. Um, but there's also a ton of stuff on YouTube. You have to be careful and make sure you're finding, um, you have to make sure that you're finding someone who is knowledgeable. Um, but there are some great like 10 minute workouts that you could do like an arm video. You'd be 10 minutes. You could do like, uh, Tracy Anderson, for example, you just no weights and you just do the arm stuff. Arms are burning. You did something. I think people look at exercise like this mountainous, like I have to go and I have to do an hour. You don't, you can do little snippets here and there. Um, but it is important um, exercise. It's like, you know, you wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth. You know, you shouldn't go a day without moving your body. It, it's really important. And I think that's probably what people don't want to hear, but you really do have to, to do it. Yeah, well, and I definitely agree with like, a lot of people think they have to have this whole huge thing that they do when they go and work out and then them thinking it has to be like that and then it's it has to be that grueling every time makes them not go at all they, right. they end up not going to the gym they end up not going and doing their thing like i think it's just about doing like whatever each day yeah like, i i like in the in the regular world i do recommend a space if you can do a gym or if, if if you don't have enough money for a gym go to the park or do something where it's your own space because we tend to get really distracted at home um but during covid i think there's an exception to that rule just carve out that time like wake up it's actually the um i, I just did a continuing education thing to get my credits and i they sh they had this thing about working out in the morning is really the best because you um, when you're sleeping, you're basically fasting. So your glucose levels are not up. And you, if you wake up and you can have like a cup of coffee or something, and if you do a workout, you're going to be burning fat. Whereas if you wait until after breakfast, you're going to burn the glucose and all, whatever you ate, you're going to burn the all breakfast. that. So yeah. Um, so, and coffee, I, I am a huge, like, I love coffee. Um, I think, you know, too much caffeine is of course not great. But coffee kind of helps push you a little bit. Your perceived exertion isn't um, like you can do a couple more reps if you have a cup of coffee before you work out. And so you can get a little more out of your body. Um, but, but stay hydrated. That's a good tip. I mean, always drink tons of water and just move every day. So even if it means you walk around the block, you do um, a couple of modified push-ups, 
something. Like every day, just do something. Change dances in her apartment. Is that is that okay? To work out in your apartment? Yeah, definitely. To dance, to just oh, dance, dance in your apartment. <laughs> Absolutely. Dance oh my God. Yes. With very little. Yes. <laughs> that makes it more no, fun. Just, no, totally. That's whatever it is that gets people moving. That's what they got to do. Twerking, twerk dance parties, twerk no, dance I, party I thing. I love that's that's one of my main workouts. I definitely sometimes do the like squash, the squats, push ups, tricep dips, like you know. But but dancing is my most fun way as of now. But CG's like he he works out three times a day in different spurts, kind of like we are talking about. Like little separate ones, like 20 to 30 minutes, like little ones. Mm -hmm. That's and, fine. Um, That's great. It's almost like it gives me juice for the next few hours. And then I, I do it again, almost like eating, like you eat real quick. You eat three times a day. Like you gotta, um, yeah, I kind of like to, I kind of like to get it in like that. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I think that the one thing I would say that is important, um, is especially for women, uh, there's a lot of fear about bulking up and they don't want to lift heavy. You, you, no one's going to get huge. We just don't have, <clears throat> we have more fat cells and men have more muscle cells and it's totally not fair. But as we get older, our bone density, like, you know, you, you see older women hunched over, it's the osteoporosis. Weights will help that so much. And the, and the more muscle mass you have, your metabolic weight is higher. So you burn more at rest. So hitting the weights a little bit is, is going to be really key. And you could do three pound weights, you know, something small. But yeah, don't be afraid of weights. Or boxing gloves. I should have gotten, I was at line at TJ Maxx. You know how they always stock some interesting stuff in the lines when you like are on your way out to try to, it, it always works. Almost always works. Always out. works for me. Yep. Always. And oh, they have. So the, the boxing, the boxing gloves put you under this, this spell. Are you in the line at TJ Maxx? Yes, I should have gotten them, I think. I could be punching my walls right now for a workout. You're oh. not supposed to punch the walls, Kate, even if you have boxing gloves. <laughs> You're still supposed to punch something. Like a bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, hello. Place. Yeah. The boxing gloves aren't the replacement for the bag that you need. You're like, oh, if I get these gloves, I can just punch a wall or a cabinet. Punching everything. You're, you're flipping out now, Kate. This is getting ridiculous. Well, I should have gotten them. But I also I also should have gotten, and this is so, this so does not need to be said, but they had like one I of those car chargers. I, I, it's like bothering me I didn't get it. They had one of those car chargers with two USB outlets in it for like $5. It looked like a good one. <laughs> And it was talking to me. It was like, you need me, buy me. I was like, I don't fucking need you. Out of it. And then like later that day, I was like, I could I could use that right now. <laughs> I shouldn't have shot that dude down. Yeah, yeah. I bet you said that before in life too. Once in a while, a guy walked up to you. You shot him down a little prematurely. No, I should have shot more down. I should have shot him. <laughs> no. I'm the I'm like should have shot that. Like I would be way more. My numbers would be so much lower. Of how many people? Is that a good with. thing to have lower numbers. Yeah, less less toxic dick energy. But I think I've gotten. Rid I of love them. that. Toxic I think I've dick energy. <laughs> I think I'm pretty cleansed because, you know, I was celibate for so long, and then sacred, yeah, sacred beautiful dick is always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I might be the first to say dick and do the namaste to my third eye. <laughs> I love it, dick. <laughs> 
a different kind of healer. Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, I think, well, now we'll just talk. I think sexuality is something that's not to be ashamed of, but it is sacred. It's like, it's like our society has it all weird. Like, you're not supposed to talk about it at all, but like... But it's everywhere. It's huge. Because yeah, they it's assume like, if you do talk about it, you're slutty. Yeah. You talk about it. But but in all fairness, if you if you aren't doing it, like you're losing in life. You're not doing you're not doing that well if you're not if you're not having sex. I would I would yeah. as an as a grown adult, like you're kind of losing the game of life. <laughs> So, so honestly, yeah, yeah. So it is weird that you're not really, yeah. If you talk about it, it's like, oh my God, they don't, but, but everyone is doing it. And then if, if they're not, they're really struggling through life. But I was like that, that pent up, like those, those like incels, like that's, you know, they need some sort of a release, you know, but nobody wants them. So. (laughs) Exactly. I, I felt pretty proud of myself, like doing, being celibate instead of having sex with someone that I didn't really feel connected to, you know, but I would obviously rather choose sex with a person I love and I'm into. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah, totally be the ultimate, but I think I had to like cleanse away a lot of stuff to even yeah. figure out who I am and, and know how to navigate differently, you know? To have some clarity. I mean, I, I know I, I have a friend that was celibate for a year and she now has a, a boyfriend and, and she, I think she picked more with her heart and her mind because she was really clear on what she wanted. And I think sometimes when, you know, you're perpetually like going from one person to the next, like filling, filling some sort of void, you're not really thinking clearly, you know? Yeah. So there is, I think there's a lot of value in it. It really is. I've met so a lot. Chose of it. You chose it, Kate. So you weren't you weren't just losing. Right. I think, I, and I think, yeah, that's our big. You were losing, but you didn't know it. <laughs> you, so it's not as bad as like someone who's actually trying to play losing the game. by choice. Losing yeah, by yeah. Choice. Someone who's trying to win. You forfeited the game. So <laughs> like you know, it's not the same as someone who goes and they're trying their hardest and they're just not you know. It's just not working I out. Exactly forfeit. I was like still stuck on an X and didn't want to like go against my system. Like part of my journey, it felt like was to honor my feelings and my inclinations. And I was like, if right now I'm stuck on a person and that's me, you know what I mean? Like that's where I'm at. Why would I want to try to force that away through some meaningless sex? Like, let me wait until something naturally shifts, which it did, you know, but like, it just felt like nothing was pulling at me, but it definitely, you know, by the time I reconnected with CG, I did not know. I don't know what you think, what you thought about my hair, Kyle, but when I. (laughs) Oh, I loved it. You you liked it really short. I liked it. I like it. I like it. I think I like this better. But I did like the short. I really did. It was like a, it was a new look, and I think he pulled it off. Thank you. Siege was not a fan, which is fine. I, I didn't meet many dudes. Um, a lot of dudes like long hair and a girl, like you know. And I think that's fine. <laughs> like, I to myself needed to be like, I'm a girl, and I can have short 
colorful hair. Like, yeah, you know, like I had to, and who knows like what my future holds, but, um, uh, I think uh, every girl has to do that at some, I did it when I was like 19, I had a buzz cut and it didn't look, it did not look good. Cause I have curly hair. So I looked like a mushroom cotton ball, whatever. It wasn't cute, but you also, pulled it off. You have a little fro, like where, as it grew out, you had a little fro. I had to, I thought short hair would be easier, but for me it wasn't because I had to spend so much time. Like I would, I would not go out in public like that. I would like smash it down with gel. So it looked okay for, uh, for, but I started growing it out. And then once, once it got to like here, I was happy. I was like, okay, I look like I want to look. Now that you mentioned that Kyle, I feel like when I was a kid, a lot of ladies had a little fro and like yeah. I don't ever see it anymore. I feel like there were a lot of like teachers and stuff like that that had a little fro going on. And that oh, was God, just I their hair, their little fro. They just like patted it. They just like patted it like that. And then, but I haven't seen it in, in a long time. It's like, it's pretty much out the window now. Yeah. Unibrows and pros. You guys have, yeah. you guys got, you guys have a thing you need to do. I think so. I'm out of it. I, I'm, I'm, I wish I could grow a fro. No, remember like in the seventies, like before I was born, dudes would get perms. White dudes would get perms sometimes. So they would, cause the fro was envied back then. It, yeah. it was like, want to have what you can't have and my then, boyfriend's mom was a hairdresser and she gave him a perm and he said it was like the worst the worst experience of his life <laughs> no, I, so, so if we're gonna do this right i'm getting a perm um oh my god still do that for men i don't know the, remember the ogilvy it. home perms <laughs> that was like an 80s thing with at home perms i never did any kind of perm um but I've seen and heard of horror stories because the, the good ones work. And yeah. Well, they're like, oh, curls would be fun. They do it. And then all of a sudden they have like, like the tightest, most froed out. Like they'll go from like straight to wanting just like a certain curl and then like real tight. And they're like, and then it's intense. The boy who's like Rock. trying to do it on the DL. And like they go like, like um, I've heard some stories. Let me ask you guys, since I haven't been out I haven't seen like a salon in a while. Do they still have those big things that they put on your head? They put the rollers all in your head yes. and then they put the big thing over your head to, to perm. So women get perms still. That's no, they do that more for like, um, like I have super curly hair. So sometimes if I want to straighten it, I go to those places and they roll it and they flatten it and then you get under that thing and then it makes your hair like really nice. Oh, I thought that was just the perm machine. I didn't know. You I think that machine does everything. I, I was feel like, like it does. I used to be like, damn, this place got a lot of perm machines. <laughs> I, I remember, yeah, coming up. They're this, like, this, they're heaters. Serious salon. That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> here, ladies, yeah. <laughs> there, are these, there are these heaters that can do, yeah. So whatever chemical or hair dye or whatever, they put you under this big heater, but no, it's not a perm machine, but that's awesome. I just I thought any lady, no matter how attractive, sitting in one of those things just looked so stupid. Yeah. I don't know why, that always crossed my head whenever I was getting my hair cut. My mom would take me to her salon sometimes. And it was just like, it's a shame that they put those women in those machines, <laughs> like a space machine. Right. Like, are they going into space right now? It was like Tracy oh. Ullman's video that they they don't know they don't care they don't know about us that that video she's there's like um, a scene where she's like in the curlers and the thing. Nice. I love that video. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, this is jogging my memory about some stuff. And so, <laughs> so does a man when a man gets a perm, he sits in one of those machines. I, yeah, he also probably doesn't have sex, but. <laughs> well, until after, see the perm. I don't think there is a modern woman that wants a man with a perm these days. I don't. I so want to get a little perm. Just to see what it's like. I think my hair is long enough now. I just don't want to do it. Just I, like, can it come out? Can like you brush it out afterwards? Or like, are you? I know that it's technically a permanent, but I didn't know like if we have some sort of like grease or something you put in there to like, oh shit, this went wrong, and then you you get it back. Oh shit, this went wrong. No, you're. I don't stuck know for about that either. A while. You know? or, or no, maybe you could do like that keratin treatment that makes your yeah. hair straight. You do like the opposite. I love yeah. how the hot to the hot topic is perms in in <laughs> 2021. I know. Amazing. I love it. Are you calling our podcast outdated? I love it. <laughs> the hottest new trend. <laughs> I just you guys reminded me of it because you're talking about girl stuff, and then I I, I don't know. It popped in my head. No. Have you ever had a pedicure? Never got a pedicure. Oh, interesting. They're pretty I mean, they're pretty I, awesome. I clip mine pretty regularly. That's hot. I feel like, yeah, I feel like after I clip them, I'm like, that looks, that, that looks good. I wear flip flops a lot just to be comfortable after shower time in the afternoon. I put on some flip flops just to be comfortable. Um, I never got comments like, yo, that's disgusting. Like, you're disgusting. I never got any comments like that. So I think they're cool. But like, but it's a good, it's relaxing. It's nice. It's a nice thing to splurge, like at least in the summer, you know. And so many more men do it. I see men all the time now. It used to be like weird, but now it's totally not. It's sure, like a sure. massage. Where you're yeah. at in Manhattan, that probably happens qu quite a bit. Like, no, honestly, there's certain things where like in certain regions, You'll have a girl who's like, yo, you got to get those feet hooked up. Right. In a coal miner town, they're not doing right it. Now. <laughs> they're <laughs> right now. And I'm like, they're not exactly what someone would call attractive. Like, I think they're okay. But if, if they were under the microscope, I'd want to go to the fucking salon first. Get something done. Like, they ain't under, you know, nobody's really seeing these things too much. So <laughs> now that you mention it, maybe I got to stop in there. It's great, and it's so relaxing, and they like they it, give you a massage, and it's very nice. They soak your feet in this hot water, and then they like, take like this foot file, like a special one, like not like a like a different softer file, and they like make your skin all fresh. It's the best coarseness, yeah. It's um, it's no, really I don't mean to sound racist, but are they all Korean? <laughs> this is gonna be good. <laughs> Who work there still? I know it a certain usually time. no usually yeah in New York City yeah or you know in some I know like in California that uh, Angela Johnson got famous from doing her nail salon bit and they're all like Vietnamese in there but um so now so now that's not racist for me to ask that right no I think you're it's a description yeah if okay. if you said you wouldn't go because of that then that no. would be racist <laughs> oh never that my god 
I do have a funny story, though. I had a, a friend of mine who's she's half Filipino and half American, and she went to a nail salon and she was just like, I guess, waiting to get seen. And she's like, some lady came in and was like, hi, do you have time for manicure? And she's like, I don't work here. She's like, I'm here to get my nails done, too. Oh, bitch. Wow. <laughs> That's actually an awesome story. I would have loved to see that go down in, in real life. Oh, but... I think the, she said the lady was so embarrassed that she like left and went. She was like, she'll find another one. It was like, you, oh, can't, she you, can't, re, wow. you can't rebound from that. Like, you, you oh, can't. was she like scolding her that she should be working? Like she's no, standing, she, waiting she in line? She, just, she came up to her. She's like, hey, um, she's like, do you, got, do you have time for manicure and pedicure? And my friend was like, I do not work here. And the woman's like, okay. And she just like left. <laughs> <laughs> Did she ask your friend because she's Asian? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she fortified. Yeah. She got caught being being a racist. Pretty much. Is, now, now, this is what I'm thinking, though. I'm like, all right, if you step into the place and you see that everyone who works there is one kind of person, mm -hmm. and then... And then, you know, the people who are sitting in the chairs waiting. I just like Kate's face right person. now. That's awesome. <laughs> and then, and then you, you know, you mistake someone, you mix them up because there's just, I feel like it's not that you didn't fuck up that bad. No, you're an idiot. This is why the person's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is why, because. Okay. They yes. usually have on little uniforms and name tags. So, you, you know, you could look at that. Look, if I'm if I'm in a CVS and I accidentally think someone works there and they don't, fine. But like, you there's not like a certain typical race that works at CVS or like you know right. I asked because they have an apron on or something that looked what I thought looked like the the uniform there. If you're only <laughs> if you're going to a nail salon, yes, there are a lot of Asians that run them. But if you look up at just a random Asian who's not wearing anything you know what i mean and you just say that like a little more cognizance like a little you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> understand why they'd be <laughs> i'm not saying that person's a bad person like but but i get why they laugh you're saying they're like 60 percent bad it's you're dumb not it's, not, not quote unquote bad it's like yo you're you idiot like you just showed a stereotype that I'm not saying doesn't have some truth to it, but you just fucking didn't, <laughs> you didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not saying I wish bad things for that person, but I get why they were like, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm leaving. Yeah. So where else could something like this happen? I'm trying to think in my head, like, where else could something like this go down? There are so Let's many- Let's search for more racist scenarios yeah. for fun. <laughs> Let's do a scavenger. <laughs> Maybe that's a bad idea, but that's what my head was trying to do when we were talking about this. Because I was like, I was trying to put it in a different setting. Like, hold on, let's change settings for a second. I'm sure there are, though, like people of certain races who could give us examples themselves. Like, I get asked this thing, yeah. this question. You know what I mean? Like, um, is there any place if you're white, you might get mistaken for working there? I'm trying to turn it around on you, but I don't know. A surfboard shop or something. Definitely. They're like, you're white, right? Can you help me? Can you help my son surfboard? We're, we're looking for a white guy in here to That's help us. That's a specific us. kind of white dude. I, you know, that, that is the perfect one. 
That is perfect. <laughs> you are a genius, Kyle. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the surf shop. Um, well, we'll wrap it up on CG acknowledging that my friend Kyle's a genius. Yeah, Thank you. Oh, I love it. You guys, this was so much fun. I, I can't believe, I, I remember doing your podcast a, a long time ago, many years ago. And you did. You, you've been on, I think, more than one. I know one. You went on one. The first one was when I had a different co-host at Stand Up New York last. Stand Up New York, yes. I think he might have been gone. It was one of the times he just couldn't make it. And Kyle still came in and she told me the funniest story. Oh my God, what <laughs> was it? flight attendant. <gasps> oh my God, I did. That's right. Oh, and yeah. she, was she in like federal prison for that? Almost, no, but I, I was on the, I was on the no fly list for six months. <laughs> yeah. The, the plane was on the ground and that's why it wasn't. Otherwise, oh. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, a, I, I did, I did it on um, Kevin Allison's. He he does a podcast called Risk. It's like, and, and sometimes they uh, people perform it, and then he puts it on the show, and it's all about like different themes. And so whatever theme was that night, it was like I, the theme was I don't know if it was like I can't believe I did this or something like that, or I can't believe this is happening type thing. And um, so if you want to hear the whole story, it's like I don't remember the episode, but it's on Risk. It's a it's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you told it. You told it on the podcast. I hadn't heard it before, and um, you're I like just, Kyle. I didn't know you were. Close I know to Kyle. It's hysterical because Kyle's the kindest, but she will fuck your ass up if she has to, which I like. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be more, you know, well, Zen these days. I'm I trying. Went with, I went with Kyle to a Buddhist uh, Zen ceremony. Yes. I remember we took Shane and he was like into it. It was so cute. Our kids are friends. Yeah. So like I, I, I adore Kyle and she really is like dedicated to healing and comedy and but at the same time, <laughs> and I've seen it in little ways and I'm sure she's witnessed it with me. Like if someone, <laughs> if someone comes at her in the wrong way, yo, she'll go from being sweet to take your ass down both on stage and in life, but I like that because she's the sweetest. But if someone's disrespectful, all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, you know I what know. I mean? Like, it's like a well, you're you're it's a zero to a hundred. It's a it's a weird quirk. Like I, I talked about it in therapy, and my therapist was like, What is it about being disrespected that bugs you? And I'm like, I can't pinpoint in my childhood where I was I don't even know where it comes from. I think entitlement bugs me. Like, um, like one time I, I held the door for this lady with a stroller not long ago and she saw me, we made eye contact and I was smiling and she just walked in and I was like, you're welcome. And I'm like, I'm, I, I let the door hit. I know it wasn't going to hit the baby. It hit her, but I was like, you're welcome. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm, a, I'm, I'm 40 something years old. I need to stop like doing this. Like what the fuck? Like, but yeah. <laughs> I love it. You knew it wasn't going to hit the baby. That's fantastic. I still it's gonna have hit them. mom. <laughs> She's a bitch. That's fantastic. That's a great story. Thank you. Yeah, Thank Kyle's you. wonderful, and she gave me a mug I still have that says, um, "I'm not always a bitch. Just kidding. Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> it was hers in her kitchen. I came over to visit. I loved it. She's like, "Drink out of this." I was like, "Happily," and then she's like do you want to take this? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes. And like, it's funny though, Kyle, owning that mug definitely puts out a vibe in your kitchen. Cause I leave it out. I love it. 
So it's like people come over and they'll look at it. And it's like, I'm not always a bitch. Just kidding. Go fuck yourself. And they're like, they look at me and I'm like, my friend gave it to me. Yay. A funny one. It's a treasure. <laughs> I love it. It's such a good mug. Um, well, thank you for coming on. Where can people find you, your podcast? Um, my podcast is on iTunes. It's called Shut Up, Mommy's Talking. Um, I would love it. Subscribe, write a review. Um, and every other handle, it's uh, at Ocasio Kyle on Instagram and Twitter. And I just joined TikTok, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but thank you guys for having me. And it was so nice to meet you. Oh, Not yeah. UK, I know you. Kyle, you were amazing. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Siege, where can they find you? Um, C.G. Erickson on Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter and yeah. YouTube. Yes. All those things. I'm figuring it out. All of them. Uh, look look for some. He'll be releasing some fun videos within the next month or two. And then uh, for me, yeah, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, the Kate Wolf, TikTok, Kate Fanshawn Wolf. And you guys can rate and review our podcast too. I never say that, but it's really smart to do, to remember to do that because it helps because that's what too. gets people. Yeah. 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 Unless and you don't like us, then just keep your yeah, thoughts you to yourself. Like if you don't like us, move on. Like, I don't understand that. Like, you know, like the Instagram reels, <laughs> I put something out and it's like almost 3000 views and you're like, yes. And then you're like a hundred likes and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I know. Something's like, there. thanks, guys. Okay. Well, whatever. At least people are watching. But yeah, so if you don't like the podcast, you can just skip <laughs> it. But if you do, rate, review. And thank you all for listening. And thanks again, Kyle, for coming on. Thanks, thank Kyle. you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.